Hi, I'm Carlene, and this is SRN1. Tonight, we have a special guest, Gina Kennedy. She's a Humber grad, and I'm just going to talk to her about her career, her experience in radio, and just where she is right now. So what got you into radio? Why did you uh, decide to go to Humber? I'm from Nova Scotia originally, so I did a music degree in uh, Nova Scotia, and I was just kind of looking for a way to break into Toronto, and I figured going to school never hurts, and, you know, radio is also something that kind of gels with a music degree as well, so I figured it could be a way I could make money and still do music stuff and be very present in the music industry, and it turned out to be a good move, and yeah, so I decided to go to Humber after talking to a lot of my Ontario friends, and yeah, just moved here, and it was great. It was a great way to meet lots of people and discover the big new city that is Toronto. <laughs> so I know when you were at Humber, you, your focus was news. Did you stay on that path or did you change? Like what happened in like your first and second year? So basically I stayed in news because I figured that I had a lot of the cultural kind of announcery stuff. I figured like I was pretty well versed in that world through performing and through being a musician and an artist and stuff in general. So I figured that I kind of not all, like I don't want to say I already knew everything there is to know. I obviously, you know, didn't know everything, but I, I felt like I had a pretty good grasp on what it is to be an entertainer. And so it was more of the new side and about delivering, you know, facts and radio and and because I think that that is like a really important foundation. You know, that's almost like the classical route of of radio, if you if you will. So yeah, so I really enjoyed that. And it was a smaller group of people as well, which I really liked because I got more one on one. And, you know, with Paul, with Paul Cross, uh, he was great. So, you know, he actually was so helpful in my radio career in general and continues to be, you know, every now and again, he'll tweet about my music or, you know, and he's an artist himself too, which was really cool. So I thought oh, that that was, wow. yeah. So I thought that that was really awesome. And Paul. Nice. Every now and again, like just yeah. like through Twitter or something, but yeah. 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 And, or I'll see you know what? I will never forget his first lecture, the power <laughs> of radio. Like, I don't know yeah. why that still sticks in my mind, but it's just like, he said, <laughs> radio is not going to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and even now, even though there's so many other platforms, there's like podcasts, new application where you can stream like your show or whatever content you want. I think it's called Spoon. And they just talked about how that's going to take people away from radio. But I, I really don't think so because some people are just creatures of habit, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, in smaller markets, radio is huge. You know, people rely on that kind of content, local content, that kind of stuff. So radio is one of the only places that, you know, gives you like strictly local, which I think is something that people really hold on to. But yeah, no, I obviously didn't stay with news though. My first radio gig, actually, my first radio gig was a news job back in my hometown of Nova Scotia, very small town. So that was really great. I did actually get hired on as the newsroom, but I kind of did both. I did announcer and news, which is like kind of a faux pas, I guess. <laughs> but in I small mean, towns. Like you, you, um, so, because I see before you did Afternoon Drive, 105.1, I guess, I know you did that and... Um, yeah, I went from Nova Scotia, was my first gig for like six months, and then I got hired at Sirius. So I was at Sirius XM for uh, like almost four years. And I had my own show oh. there, Press Play with Gina Kay. And then that was like strictly Canadian music, indie rock, you know, that whole world. And then I went to Indie How did that come about? How did you get 
that position at Sirius. Yeah, so Sheila, uh, actually, for our internships for radio school, because one of my first projects in Sheila's class, I, I don't know if you were in that class, but I took my ukulele and I like sang instead of like presenting. And she loved that. So she realized that I was very musical. And so she said, you know, you should intern at The Verge, which is was XM radio at the time, Sirius and XM hadn't merged yet. So it was just XM. So I ended up interning and it was great. I loved it. So then when I was out of school, you know, I just, I just basically harassed Sirius again. And I was like, hire me, hire me, hire me. And I did it for six months while I had my first job. And eventually they were like, yeah, okay, we've got something like come and, and work here. Um, so that's when they merged. And, and so that's when I moved back to Toronto again. And then, uh, and then, yeah, so I worked there for about four years. And then I also worked at Indy 88 when they opened for about eight months and then I moved to Montreal and I worked at Shom 97.7, the uh, spirit of rock. I love Shom. So that was really fun. And I did like swing and weekends and that was just strictly announcing and was awesome. Like they played my band on the radio and I did some morning show stuff and just like a great group of folks. And then I was kind of freelance, like I wasn't ever really hired from Shom. So uh, Rock 105.1, which was in Halifax, <laughs> actually approached me they they found me and they said you know you're an east coaster you're from this area we have a new station launching we want an afternoon drive person like we think you would be perfect for this do you want the job so i said yes and then i went out there but unfortunately that radio station folded within four months <laughs> oh yeah wow. so yeah that yeah is which is like they always say if you've made it in radio like you know you've made it when you they let you go yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's yeah, a really so, short like span. Yeah, it. but I mean that was over the the last ten years, right? So I mean yeah, I think yeah, that definitely. I think that it's been really successful, and I'm very happy. And and so yeah, mm. so when the radio station folded, my friend, uh, she Sky Wallace, so she's a great Canadian artist here. She said, "Come be in my band, and we'll tour all over the place." So I decided to do that, and I'm just doing voiceover work now, and doing that full time and then touring with some awesome bands. So yeah, it's 10 years later. Do you feel like, like so much has happened? I mean, from anyone who's thinking of getting into radio now, like what, what kind of advice do you have for them? Cause the industry has changed a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think that radio has still, you know, has staying power. It's, it's definitely, I mean, I don't know because I kind of went my own way in the radio world. I didn't really follow the rules you know, I started basically my radio career in downtown Toronto, you know, and they say, don't do that. Right. And so I don't know. I mean, I think that just if you, if you have a knack for, you know, being entertaining and, and talking about music and just go for it, you know, that's, that's kind of my, my thing, you know, don't be afraid to, to ask and to bother people. Like I had to bother Shom for about three years before they hired me. Like I just emailed them all the time because I wanted to work at Shell. So how often were you emailing them? Because they say, yeah. there's another thing too. Like I work at a talent agency and yeah. I get people that walk into the office all the time. They want to submit their portfolio and everything's online now. I, yeah. I mean, there's only one person I actually called an agent up and I told them like this person is here from Alberta would you mind coming down and seeing them because he was like adamant you know what I mean but yeah. in most cases when people walk through the door I'm like oh who's coming through the door now like I don't know like you know so I think that's a fine line you know to know when not to be annoying but also be persistent right like and I think that you have to dance that line and you know I think that everybody kind of has the idea like put yourself in the person's shoes that you're bothering right like I would bother them 
you know, once every six months or something, you know, being like, Hey, just following up. Like here I am. Oh. I'm still ready. I'm still available. You know, like I, I tried not That's to, smart. no, not every day kind of thing, but yeah, like, yeah. Also, there's people also, there's let, like, we're talking about radio, but there's people yeah. in the acting world. Like they will every week. They'll, they'll yeah. email the agency and, and the music world's so like that too, right? And and that sometimes that works, you know. And I don't want to say don't do it all the time because, like you say, like Buddy walked in from Alberta and he got a meeting, right? So, you know, it, it, that's the thing. Like, there's no there's no formula for anything when it comes to like show business or. But or, you don't want to antagonize either. Like, there's, there's yeah, you don't want to annoy people because <laughs> yeah. then you'll be blacklisted, and then yeah, so it's a fine line. <laughs> so, what got you into voice acting? That's you know kind. Of, I mean, it's still voice work, like, obviously, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. so radio obviously groomed me to be a voice actor, you know, especially because I came from Nova Scotia, where people talk funny, and, <laughs> you know, I had to, like, curb my accent and stuff, but, uh, yeah, it was, I actually, at Indie 88, a mutual friend there, she actually approached me and said, you know, do you do voice acting? And I was like, no, I never even thought of it, and she was like, oh, well, so many radio people do voice acting on the side to make some extra money, like, you should definitely do it. So she actually hooked me up with a demo and, you know, kind of was like guided my way. And, you know, I got a meeting with an agent and he signed me to his roster. So take voice acting classes. I did not. No. But again, I'm classically trained in music. So I did, you know, opera singing and I did, you know, and I had already had, you know, three years of radio under my belt at that time. So I feel like I had, you know, and you read ads on radio and stuff like I'm no you know, stranger to reading a commercial or anything like that. So I felt like I had, you know, and performing, you know, I'm in a band, my band altered my mom, like, you know, I perform all the time. So it wasn't really that out of my wheelhouse. So I had a meeting with an agent and he didn't have anyone on his roster that sounded like me. I think I'm lucky that I have kind of a unique voice as well, like in my delivery and the way that I deliver stuff. I don't sound polished. I'm more on like the casual side, which, you know, there's obviously a market for that because I have a lot of work. So, <laughs> so yeah, so it ended up working really well in my favor. It's really hard you to get into. You sound your voice like Neil Mather would say, you're not being yourself like this whole thing with putting on that voice right yeah I mean I definitely think that it's a little bit of that but I also do think that it is yourself like you're definitely bringing parts of you into it you know like like I, I don't put on a voice and I don't you know I try to put myself in the position of the person that I'm reading but I, it's not like a theatrical you know oh it's gone <laughs> you know it's nothing like that no theatrics like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean sometimes there's some but like not very right, right 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 definitely okay I'm Carlene and this is SRN1 we're with Gina Kennedy and she is also a bass player for Altered by Mom um so when did that start? That was that like did you already were you part of a band when you were at Humber as well? Yeah, so I've been playing in bands forever. It's just something that I do. But actually, my partner and I, um, when we got together, he had started the project Altered by Mom. So he had all these songs and he just moved from Vancouver. So he lost his band and he showed me a whole bunch of these songs when we were first starting dating and you know, I said, these are amazing. You can't let this band die. Like we have to perform these songs. They're so good. And then it just kind of evolved from there. So we've been doing Altered by Mom for probably five, almost six years now professionally. And yeah, it's been going great. This year we're doing um, a song a week right now. So we're releasing 52 songs this year, which is kind of a, <laughs> a crazy project. But... is actually making people, allowing us to do things that we were like, oh, I'm tired. I can't do this right now. Like, you know what I mean? And it, yeah. 
like if, if you don't come out with like a new album or a few songs or like, you know something it's like yeah. it had nothing to do with time yeah and, and it's kind of weird because we had decided to do the 52 songs before covid ever happened so it's kind of wild that it lined up the way that it did like it's just it's just the weird university thing but it's been nice because it's actually given us a lot more time to write and to collaborate with people and um it's been a really good project so far and people are tuning in and it's yeah so we've we've performed all over the country we've you know played with a whole bunch of bands we, we kept the project going when we were in montreal and back in halifax as well so we've made lots of connections and yeah it's been going really well and so are you with a company or like, a, like with an agency or anything? Like management or anything? Yeah. Yeah. We're independent. Um, just because right. we both play in Sky Wallace's band as well. And she's, um, you know, kind of taking off right now and yeah. um, that's going really well. So that's taking up a lot of our time. So it's more of just, you know, something that we can kind of do when we're able to, which right now happens to be a lot because we're not touring or, or you know, playing professionally but yeah but I play in a couple other bands as well I play uh, keys and and bass and sing and yeah yeah so when you were at Sirius what was that like versus doing terrestrial radio like, yeah that experience in itself I think I mean you were there for four years so obviously you learned a lot while you were there yeah, definitely. So I was a music programmer as well as a host. So uh, it was really cool. I got to learn, you know, what gets added to the radio and why it gets added to the radio and, you know, what to look for in a song. And it was weird. Our channel was also strictly Canadian. So I got to really learn the Canadian music landscape and, and you know, radio promoters and all these kinds of people. And it put me in a really good position to talk to like, you know, industry leaders because everyone wants to get played on Sirius. So that was a really nice position to be in, especially starting out. It was definitely high paced. Like it's not a job that, you know, someone who is nervous or anything like that would be able to do, but it's, you know, it nervous. Was, uh, what do you mean? Like, well, just, just like, different. like it, it, like it was definitely an intimidating first job, you know, oh, like wow. I was still, I was still very new in the industry, but it was something that I really enjoyed. And, you know, I definitely tackled it. It's downtown Toronto. Right. And it's serious. And, it, um, mm -hmm. but it was great. It was, it was, um, for the like announcing portion of it, it was a bit of a, a learning curve because you're not live, like everything's pre-recorded. So that was that was kind of nice. Like that kind of actually worked out great for me, you know, only being six months into the industry. But yeah, it was really awesome. I really enjoyed it. Got to go to lots of shows. We put on concerts all the time. We did all these things. It was really, really cool. And it was, I mean, it was still radio at the end of the day. Like, you know, I got to put on many hats and with the music programming and scheduling, I got to learn how basically all the parts and all the pieces come together you know how management like pitches songs to people I got to sit in on meetings with Universal Music and I knew the Sony reps and you know the president of arts and crafts and like you know I would go out to these things and meet people and I got to know the importance of networking and going to all these parties and you know to like networking parties to meet people and and you know it was just it was really really great experience and I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah I think um being in the music industry like I work for two companies, the Feldman Agency and the characters. It's interesting, like agents that are in the acting world and agents in the music world, it's like a two different worlds when you think about like <laughs> the events that we go to and there's always going for drinks after and yeah, yeah you learn a few things that way. And uh, I think it, and when it comes to media, um, people are always trying various ways to get it, you know what I mean? So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but you said that you've got to network too, which is good and learn like yeah, and programming that, and yeah, what honestly, program did they use to upload music and stuff? So they used uh, Dillette or Delay. 
Yeah. Uh, so it was actually really cool. Like the, the uploading system was actually based in Washington, even though we programmed in Sirius. So I would have a computer that's tower was in Washington, but I would log into it remotely and work from the computer. Like I had like so many remote desktops and we, you know, to upload the, the stuff on demand and to do all these kinds of things. It was like, I got to learn all this different software and like really got into like the nitty gritty of programming. And then when we would go live, you know, we'd have to tap into like all these ISDN lines and like the back of the horseshoe, you know what I mean? Or like the back of Massey Hall. And like, it was really cool. Like it was, it was an awesome experience. I really enjoyed my time there. Yeah, it sounds like that would be a good place to get your foot in the door. You know oh, I mean? yeah. So, yeah, I was like if you're just lucky. getting, if you're just graduating and like trying to figure out like what's my game plan, because, you know, radio is a, like a very competitive industry. It's hard. They start at a small market and then you can work your way back into the city, but you were able to do it. I mean, it's rare for some people, but you were able to do it, right? So I mean, any radio job I feel like is rare at the time, you know, get just getting in, right? Because people have these gigs and they hold on to them forever, right? Because it's an awesome job to have. Yeah. Right? For me, my dream is always to work at CHFI. But like you said, Darren Osborne has been there for like 20 years. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's not yeah. going anywhere. <laughs> you know, he loves it. <laughs> and it's like, it's hard. It's also hard to be the guy after the guy too, right? Like, I mean, look at Chad when he took over Radio Q, like after Gameshi. I mean, Gameshi was a dirtbag, but still, you know, it's like definitely had a hard time, you know, being the guy after the guy, like without, you know, a ton of radio experience, super intelligent guy, very well spoken. I think he did a great job, but you know, you can hear him talk about it. And I don't know if it was as great of an experience as he had hoped it would be, but, but he's also got an awesome record now. So <laughs> I love that. Yes. That's so awesome. <laughs> Hi, I'm Carlene and I'm the host of Carlene tonight and not Magnation coming up next, not Magnation.